Welcome to Blue Collar Love, the Starflyer 59 retrospective, and the only Starflyer retrospective sponsored by Limoncello LaCroix. Not really. But hey, my name is Samuel. <laughs> and my name's Aaron, and tonight we have another special edition episode. Tonight we have the highly accomplished musician behind Kissing Cousins and so many other things, Heather Bray. Welcome. Thank you. I'm now Heather Bray. Okay, Haywood. I'm sorry. Haywood. Sorry. Thank you. My That's marriage. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Heather no Bray Haywood. <laughs> I am both people still. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Heather, for those that maybe aren't familiar with you, okay. um, what can you tell us about music products you've been um, involved with, bands you've been in, uh, any relations to Starfire, whatever you want? How, how would people know you? Well, I would think for the Velvet Blue fans out there, I would be most recognized from my short stint in MAP. And then, obviously, my girl band, Kissing Cousins. Um, other than that, I was in a band with my husband for 10 years called Summer Darling. Um, we then joined our very good friend, Travis Shuttle, from Piebald in his band called The Past Haunts. We did that for five to eight years, I think, released a bunch of songs. Um, and then I did a little spinoff of Kissing Cousins called Vicious Cousins, which is kind of like a doom <laughs> um, version, basically. <laughs> and then maybe y'all have heard of OK Go. Tim Nordwin, he had a side project called Pyramids that I was in for a short little bit. Wow, you've been okay, a little so busy we beaver. I have an OK Go connect. I, we got yeah, it. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so that's funny. awesome. And Vicious Cousins, I had never heard of that. I'm about to check that out. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta check that one out. It's good stuff. So where did the, the name Kissing Cousins come from? So, short answer: It's from an Elvis movie called Kissing Cousins. Um, my drummer and I are both born and raised in the South. So she wanted to have, she started the band with me and she wanted to have like a Southern-ish, I think, representation in our name. I just really liked it. it. She came up with it. I thought it was cool. We just went with it. So what's the long version? I mean, the long version. <laughs> that was long. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. How about that? We'll just where, you're, from, you're from the South. Where are, you, where are you from the South? I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, Birmingham. Uh, you're the deep south. I'm, I'm Virginia. All yeah. right. Just a different south down there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm very aware. But I left in 2000 and moved to um, California, which has been my home ever since. So, so now I'm so a Cali more, girl. Yeah, and no longer southerner. All right. <laughs> yeah. Got my southerner, nice. but I'm definitely a Cali girl. That is cool. Um so, where, um, could you speak about some of, like, your favorite projects, favorite artists, um, influences growing up, you know, what music got you into music and then kept you in, et cetera? That's interesting. I think, like most people, I, you know, found music via the radio and MTV when I was young. I liked pop music. I liked rock music. I loved 90s hip-hop. I have a brother who's three years older than me, so whatever music he was into, I probably, <laughs> that's probably how I heard of most things. 
um, Nirvana, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Stone Temple Pilots, and then he yeah. showed yes. me Dr. Dre and Snoop and all that fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would say, though, I – because I, you know, was raised in the South and went to church and everything, I never thought of myself as a traditionally good singer or anything. Like, I never thought of myself as a singer. Because the people in the church that were the singers, you know, they had this, like, vibrato and these, like, you know, beautiful scales. And so I didn't realize that I could I could write my own songs and sing and it would be acceptable until I found PJ Harvey. And she's been my pretty much my go-to uh, favorite female artist ever since. And that would have been probably 1996 that I discovered her. And so I think if you listen to my early (laughs) demos and stuff, you can see that I'm definitely trying to emulate her in some ways, you know, in my way of like learning and appreciating what she does with her music and her songwriting. Um, But yeah, Starflyer definitely and uh, Pedro the Lion and all of those bands came later kind of in that same time frame and then indie rock was kind of exploding so it was like oh you don't actually have to be that awesome of a guitar player or of a singer <laughs> to do it Kurt yeah. Cobain proved that <laughs> right? so I was like oh I just I really liked writing songs I loved playing guitar and so then I found my voice and my confidence when I realized oh I don't have to be like you know the most beautiful Aaliyah type singer you know to do it so i'm thankful for that okay and so so in your career uh, uh you mentioned like i think like eight bands or something that you um mentioned of yeah. any <laughs> <Totally>. of those <laughs> any like particular albums or projects stick out to you when you think about that think back it's like oh you know that was really some of my best stuff or some of my best work oh i mean i have <laughs> Yes, I I feel that way about most of them because, you know, you fall in love with the projects that you're working on. Um, as far as Kissing Cousins, my favorite will always be Pillar of Salt. It was the only full length we ever did, and we got to um, make it and record it with Richard Swift at his home studio. And that was something real special, and I'm so glad I got to have the opportunity. And I think it still sounds cool. When I listen back, I'm like, oh, we really did something cool here. So I'm very, very proud of that one. And as far as Summer Darling, like I said, that's the band I was in with my husband. So all of those songs are very special and, like, intimate. But I would say my favorite is definitely the last thing we put out, which is called Abandoner. And we did that kind of, we already knew we were ending the band and moving on to different projects. But this was kind of like our, like, love letter (laughs) to the band and to each other, the bandmates. Um, and we made a really beautiful record. We we recorded it over Christmas holiday in the snow in Mammoth. So it has like a real special um, cold feeling to it. Even when you listen to it, if you didn't know that, <laughs> you would feel it. It's really it's really good. It's a special one for sure. But I love them all. Past Haunts is fun. I loved Vicious Cousins. You know, I uh, I'm not self conscious, so I like all my stuff. <laughs> That is really cool. You can always tell when an artist just likes what they're making as yeah. opposed to doing it because. Um, no, I mean, no. <laughs> I'm doing this. I mean, if you're not having fun and you're not enjoying what you're doing, then I don't know why you're doing it. <laughs> Unless you're making millions of dollars and under contract, then I guess. 
but that's never been the case in my life. So I'm like, if that, I'm not having fun and enjoying it, then what am I doing? That's you two's case in their life right now. <laughs> All right. I, so I see now he's the jokester. I see, I see the dynamic here. I'm starting to figure y'all out. Jokester or the truth teller? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just try to remain the calm presence to rain air in it. I see. <laughs> uh, I've been failing for three years, you know. Has it been three years? It's not been three years. Yeah. It has been wow. three years. <laughs> Moving on four. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> Alright. So now that we've uh I, I love all that history. I didn't know you'd worked with map, so that's really cool because I do like map. Yeah. Uh, Think so, like an owner. That was my contribution to map. <clears throat> okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I can hear that. <laughs> and that's the, so, yeah, I love that one. That's a good I one, I love that. It's the only one there's a girl singing on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, um, that one in, um, um, Teaching Turtles to Fly, like my favorite map album. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. So, so P.S., that doesn't have to be your favorite album. Things like that. I'm just saying, that's the only one that you can hear me, like, singing, and obviously I'm playing some guitar on it as well. Heather, anyone who's listened to one episode of this podcast know I <laughs> say what I mean. I mean what I say. <laughs> Got it. But go ahead, yeah. Sam. Go ahead, Glad Sam. You're, <laughs> you're totally fine, guys. I love it. All right. So... With all the kind of preamble out of the way, we are um, traditionally a Starflyer 59 yes. podcast. Exactly. So, uh, how did you discover Starflyer 59, Jason Martin? Um, yes. How did you find all that? So, back in the day, in the 90s, really the only way to discover um, new music was to go to, you know, the music store and kind of guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah, kind of guess. Yeah. That was the worst. Um, <laughs> so I had, I was not allowed to listen to secular music, although, you know, obviously we were sneaking, but, sorry, mom, but I was allowed to buy anything I wanted from the Christian bookstore, right? So we would go there. I feel and, that. Yeah, and we would just get anything new that would come out, anything that, like, H&M would say is cool, or, like, you know, they would put, like, if you like My Bloody Valentine, you'll love Full Zandura, and I'd be like, give it to me. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I remember. You remember that poster that was at the um, Christian yeah. bookstore? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. wrong all the time. <laughs> so that is how I found Star Player. I'm pretty sure my high school boyfriend – hated it because he was much more um into like harder rock so i remember he had a st- um he had silver on cassette and i was like "Ooh, i want this because i had by that point gotten um gold the gold album on cd and i was like give me this cassette because he's like oh i hate this music he thought it was like wimpy i don't what know a lame-o. what a lame <laughs> yeah <laughs> god bless him it's okay we all bless his heart is what we say here Bless his heart, exactly. Um, yeah, so I got into Starfire, and then, like I was saying before we started the actual interview, the Christian, I was only allowed to go see Christian music. That was just, like, that was the rule. You know, we would try to, like, work our way around it at times. But the Crush Warehouse was the one venue in Birmingham at the time, 
And they would host all of those bands. Dave Seeker, you know, Fools Ender, Prayer Train, Starflyer. And I was allowed to go because it was Christian. You know, I'm doing air quotes. Um, and so I remember going and seeing Starflyer. I can't remember who else was playing that night, but I sure I was like, those guys are so cool. They were just sitting outside smoking cigarettes, being like real like dark and moody. <laughs> Uh oh, uh oh. I was like, those guys are so cool. And then fast forward to like a decade and a half later, and they're my buddies, which is so cool. I would have never imagined back if I'd tell that girl back then, those are going to be your friends someday. I would have never believed it. So interesting. I think that show, Wayne Everett was playing drums, which that's a, that's a nice treat. Yeah. Yeah. If it was after this Americana, then yeah, he definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sweetheart too. Yeah, such a nice person. Yeah, we've had Wayne on here a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, and like I think at the big like one of our podcasts in the past, Sam made a point that Starfire Fifty Nine is the, is like a band that no one has heard of, but every person who's heard of them has started a band, <laughs> like the Velvet Underground. Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> That is so true. It it is okay. so it is so cool to have somebody on who's you know hasn't played in the band you know whatever but was influenced and started a band. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. And when I started kissing cousins, I was I was in map or had been in map. It was kind of in a weird um, in between time, I think, for Josh and. We had done tours and had fun and stuff, but so I was kind of like, oh, I just, I, I want to like start writing some songs. So the first song I ever recorded for Kissing Cousins was a map cover, which was Silhouettes. Um, that's the one you sang on. That's the one you sang on. Well, that's the Kissing Cousins song, so I sing on all of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, God, that song sounds like a map song to me. Gosh, that is. It is. That's <laughs> Silhouettes was a map song, so I covered a map song. That was the very first. We basically took that song from him. (laughs) That became the very first Kissing Cousins song. Um, And that started the whole thing, (laughs) the whole 10 years of crazy. Yeah, so Ben, my husband, I recorded that, and then I had recorded some other cheesy little demo. We had just gotten a computer. It was, like, really exciting. It had GarageBand on it. (laughs) So... I had ju- I just had been recording like little demos and stuff, and he secretly sent them to Jeff Cloud, who was our, already like our friend. We knew him, but I didn't know he sent them to him. And then he was like, "I'm putting this out, and we're doing this, and we're doing that." And then that is why Kissing Cousins is and was a thing. He, he pulled that rabbit out the hat, huh? <laughs> yes, basically without my permission. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Jeff. So he yeah, forced he, he forced stardom on you. <laughs> I will forever be so grateful for everything he's done. He's such a good friend. Yeah. Good dude. But you kinda hinted that that the ten years of that band and the band after was a crazy time for you. What was uh what was crazy yeah. about it? Like what yeah, all I think Yeah. I think it's just because at that, the same time that MAP, when I was in MAP, was happening, Summer Darling 
was happening. And then we started kissing cousins. So my life was, I mean, it was great. It was in my 20s and then into my 30s. My life was just consumed, all consumed with playing shows and traveling and just like working on music all the time. Everything was music. And it was awesome. And I loved it so much, but it was crazy. We we recently went back and um, counted all of the shows that we played at each venue because a lot of the venues closed during COVID, obviously, like for good, which is sad. Um, and we would play, I mean, hundreds of shows. Hundred, I was like, when did we sleep? Like, what were we doing? And I'm not talking about we were playing to, like, hundreds of adoring fans. You know, there'd be, like, five people sometimes. We were just, like, couldn't be stopped. We're like, Monday night, okay, then Wednesday night, and then Friday night. Like, it was just wild. So when I think back on those times, it makes me kind of tired. <laughs> I mean, well, it's like a job. One. Well, I also had a job in that, in that oh. side period. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot going on. What would you say, Sam? Oh, nothing. I was just saying things you can only do when you're in your 20s. And yes. 1,000%. Oh, oh, my gosh. I remember driving when I'm in my 20s, driving from North Virginia to Hagerstown, Maryland, which is like a – a seven hour drive to see a Joy Electric show and then driving back the same night. No yeah. way I'm doing that. <laughs> no way. Exactly. No way. I can move yeah. a mountain before that happens again. <laughs> so how, how, how has, um, Starfire 59 influenced your um, music, Heather? Well, I would say definitely the reverb, reverb, reverb. I've never played guitar, bass, Keep saying without being slathered in reverb. <laughs> I played that all on my adjacent uh, influence. Yeah, that would be the biggest. But I do feel like I really loved because the songs are simple. You know, they have simple melodies and they're just like they have cool little things that happen that make them special. And I don't know. That's very that's been very influential on the way that I've written <clears throat> my own songs. So I give him a lot of a lot of props. He's done a very good job. He's he's the king. He's the king of less is more. (laughs) He really is, (laughs) and nobody does it better than him. Well, I was listening to Pillar of Salt for the first time today, and I was like, oh yeah, I can totally see Starflyer in that. The the lo-fi, the kind of mumbling, all the reverb. Oh yeah, reverb crazy. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I didn't realize that. I don't know how I missed Pillar of Salt, but I have the other like the EPs and CDs yeah. and the seven inches and stuff like that. But I'm definitely gonna. I also too this past week I've been listening to Pillar of Salt and the was it the fistful of fi- fist in the fire song. Yeah, I, could, that, I really <laughs> like that one, and I'm like, yeah, this is good, this would be a good good star flyer song. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I feel like that's if PJ Harvey was doing a star flyer song. That's how I. Feel. There you that's go. There you go. That that's very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going for. I guess. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. And that one was so much fun. Swift actually. He recorded us on two-inch tape, which we were really, like, nerdy and excited about, like, very excited. But what we didn't really think about was that when you record that way, you you only have a couple of tracks to work with. You can't do it the way you could do on GarageBand or Pro Tools or anything where you can have, like, you know, 3,000 vocals and overdub guitars. You have to play it 
and you have and you have your one chance to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't like be punching in and all that stuff. You have to really play the songs. And we only had, I think, two spaces for vocals. So I don't even know that I ever even doubled my vocals. I mean, I had another singer um, in the band, but like, so it was pretty cool. And I think that that gives it that stripped down feeling as well. That sounds so cool. Yeah, and that's really what I like about Kissing Cousins is I do. I mean, of course, I love a a very lush produced. Oh, Pop yeah. gem like yeah. champagne yeah. supernova by Oasis, yeah. but I also love like a raw, right. gritty, lo-fi. Like I don't know if you know the the punk band from um, Buffalo, New York, Perfect Pussy, where they're just like, it's like one chord they're just screaming, and it's <laughs> and it's like out of tune basically, and it's just like yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love that. that too. Be, yes, that can be very satisfying. Very much. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, I love Beach House. Like, I love Radiohead. Like, give me all the production. I love it. But yeah, yeah. Pillar Salt was special because we didn't need the production. All those effects, Richard Swift was putting on live, like as we were going. Wow. So if it sounded gross, we just had to go with it. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Wow. That's an... fun, though. He was a very, very, very talented and creative <laughs> musician. It's a, a shame we do not yeah. have him anymore. But Rest he, in peace. Yeah. He did put a lot of music out there for us to keep him in our memories forever, which I'm so so pleased about. He definitely put his uh, mark on the Starfire discography too. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so true. Yeah, yes, yes. Especially the old album. <laughs> old, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know. Um, did you guys, when you were in Kissing Cousin, tour Starfire? No, we did play some shows, I think. I don't even remember. I, um, the tour I went on with Starflyer, I was playing in MAP. Okay, so MAP, I guess. MAP was opening for Starflyer, yeah. So, I so think what year would it have been? did get to play. Uh, 2003, two, three, in that realm. So Somewhere that would be the Leave Here a Stranger tour? No, it was old, 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 old. Yeah, old. Yeah, you're right. Old. Yes, it would have definitely been around old. But it was when we went. We did not tour old. They did a tour, I think, with Dave Bazan for that. It was just Jason solo tour, and Josh Dooley was playing guitar with him. So it would have been after old, before talking. Singing voice, I believe, okay, probably. Okay. Okay. Because he was singing a lot of those songs on that tour from Talking Voice, Singing Voice. Yeah. So it was so it was Map opening with you and Map, and then Jason and Josh accompanied him. Exactly, which is why okay. Map was opening. If that makes gotcha. Sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So how though, we how miserable time. how miserable was Jason at those shows? Uh, you know he's so funny um i don't know he seemed to be having an okay time you know he's he's shy that's the thing like he's very like personal when you're a one-on-one i'm sure you've talked to him here and again or i don't know have you no we have not we have heard no we've tried we sent the pony express we shot flares phone calls emails faxes and He, well, he's just a, he's a ghost. <laughs> well, as outgoing and personable that Jeff Cloud is, 
Jason's just like a little bit more introverted, I would say, and shy. He's still very, he's very funny. And he, I think he enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know that he loves touring. I don't even know if he's. Oh, we know he, 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 he doesn't, he does not. That's why I said that he, yeah. he famously doesn't like, he wrote a song about it. I know. <laughs> but do you have any like, um, on that tour or any other tour at Starfire, you have any like stories or something that stands out like a interesting story? I mean, it's so funny because my husband has the better of the stories because dudes hanging out with dudes, you know. But when I yeah. was around, um, I would say, I guess, just smoking and joking outside of churches. Um, they would. <laughs> Every night they would gamble. They love to play cards and gamble, which is hilarious. So I would be like their beer wench. It'd be bringing, you know, Oh, no! <laughs> and basically Jason would be stealing all of my bandmates' money. <laughs> That's basically how it would go. <laughs> good times, good times, yeah. Sam, how many times have you heard this story? I would... <laughs> At least yeah, 80 times. At least 80 I'm times we've sure, heard the story. That's their thing, right? And then one day, they had some weird, I don't know why they were doing this, or I might be missing the, some of the context, but they were, I guess, just picking on Josh Julie. But he was in the car with them, and they would just give him $10 or $20 just to do dumb things, you know, kind of like jackass kind of things. And for whatever reason, they really wanted him to try to eat, like, two Dairy Queen blizzards or something. I don't know. But the thing is about this story is, of course, he's going to do it because he's kind of like a little brother in that way. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. And he wanted the money. But he was on Atkins diet at the time. Do y'all remember that diet? Yes. Samuel Dutton, so, he, was, he, oh, yeah, he, so he wasn't even born yet. Ah, he would have been born. Really, Sam wasn't all, born yet. <laughs> all meat it's like no carbs no fat. no bread yeah yeah so mm. imagine that being your body and then just shoving two large dairy queen blizzards down you so it was definitely an interesting car ride that they created for themselves <laughs> that way. Yeah. I, I feel like we've heard this uh, uh, another version of the story before right oh there? maybe a Maybe a Josh Dooley version, which he may have more context. Or or why. Joey or Joey Esquire. Well, he wasn't you, there. You're thinking um, they may have done other things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That might have been like a thing they were always doing. Who knows? Yeah, you're thinking um, of yeah, Aaron. You're thinking of Jeff Cloud, where they would always challenge each other to eat ridiculous. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. It was Jeff. It was Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cloud was definitely a part of that. Yeah, he probably was the instigator, really, when we're thinking breaking it all down. Um, but that tour we were on was really funny because Granddaddy was on like the same tour as us, meaning every city we were like following their tour bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so funny. And we'd be like, we'd be going to our tiny little shows, and they'd be going to like the big venue in the town. It was just very. We'd see them at the gas station. It was just hilarious. <laughs> it was very uh, reality check. <laughs> Who's time. Granddaddy? What? Stop it. No. For that's, real. Your, that's your research after this phone call. Oh my gosh! You're not gonna tell me. I mean, obviously it's a band. <laughs> well, I get that. Who was in it? Jason, Jason Lyle, the, he's the main guy. It's basically his band. 
Um, I'm not. You need to look that up. Do I? Are they good? Are they good? Yeah. Is it worth my time? All right. I mean, I'm a fan. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna look up Vicious Cousins first, though. So, right. what's your favorite Starfire album or and song? Well, my favorite album is Talking Voice versus Singing Voice. Mostly by old, but okay. my favorite song isn't from either of us. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. <laughs> yes, I know. I mean, my favorite song till the day I die will be Messed Up Over You. Oh. For sure. For sure. That's funny. My favorite two, my top two favorite Starfire songs aren't from my favorite albums either. <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird how we do that? I mean, I also love, um, what, Blue Collar. Blue Collar Love. Blue Collar Love, am I saying? Yeah. Hey, of course we love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love that one if you're a Starflyer fan. But I would, I mess it over you is always going to be my number one. Okay. Yeah. I listen to it when I'm sad. I listen to it when I'm happy. I listen to it when I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> really? When, you, when you're happy, you listen to it? Yeah. If you listen, try to listen to it when you're happy and see what see what you get from it. Hmm. I don't think I, I don't know if I ever listen to it. Like I, I don't really seek that song out for moves. I just listen to it whenever I feel like listening to it. So I don't know if I've ever if I've ever listened to it like intentionally when I was happy or sad. It's just kind of like when I feel like I want to listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know if I would if I was super happy I would go to it. <laughs> How about you, Sam? Would you? Would you say? Give it a try. Give it a try. The the jamming at the end is so good. It's so good. Trust me. I can I can definitely. Say, I really love that you like talking boys versus singing boys and old simply because every other guest we talk to, they either fall like on the gold. Everybody makes mistakes or uh, occasionally leave here a stranger train. So you don't get a lot right. of those kind of. Mid- Thousands fans. We, like we get fashion focused. We get fashion focused a couple times. We get fashion focused a lot, but that was still before the mid two thousands run. We we never get Americana, which is the best album, and um, Leave Here Strangers is second best. I mean, I love that you have that opinion, but you are wrong. <laughs> Americana, come on, come yes. on! It's so good. I mean, it's so good. Song. Of course, of course. He doesn't write bad songs. Oh, my God. Oh, well, contrary, unfortunately, he does. And we've talked about a couple of them. He doesn't write any bad songs, but there's good songs on there. You know what? No, no, you're right. There's least favorite. Yeah, there's not a bad song. Like, oh, my gosh, this is straight trash. I'm never going to listen to it again. Yeah, yeah, there's not any of those for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's favorite song is, um, um, your company on Leave Your Stranger. He, he he's obsessed with that song. Bless yeah. His heart. I. It's just the best. It's the best ending for any album ever, and I have to remind Aaron oh. of that on a weekly basis. No, we we have this. We, what'd you say, Heather? Oh, I was saying that's a Josh Dooley one, right? Um. No, he did night music. What was the, the instrumental on the interlude? He did. Josh mm. did. Yeah. He might have he might have been involved on that that one too, but I remember him yeah, saying not, that. Not sure. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's just a joke because I think that that's the worst closer on any Starfire album. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it should have been on that album, but even though it's my second favorite Starfire, again, <laughs> it's the worst closer on any Starfire album, but it's still the second best album. It's I know. Weird. 
Yeah, I know. So, Heather, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, um, Sam. Oh, did you have another question, sir? No, 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 go ahead. All right. Well, we appreciate your time so much, and uh, we don't want to hold you longer than you're available. So, let's go ahead and wrap this down with Okay. Do you have any current projects you would like to plug? Oh, you know it. That's why I'm doing this. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So the first thing I want to say is we put out a record this year. I'm sure I've dumped it on the Vela Blue fan page already. But if you missed it, it's called Giant Waste of Man. And I'm very proud of it. It's excellent. I play bass and sing some. And then we have other wonderful musicians, including my husband, in it. I love it. We have lots of videos out. We're putting out a movie later next month. Oh, Very wow. exciting. Yes. And I'm really, really into this band. So I would I would love it if everyone would give it a chance. If it's not your thing, it's not. But, you know, give it a little listen. And then I want to say we have a label, me and my husband, called Chain Letter Collective. Very small nonprofit. Just basically we just have it so that we can put out bands that we like and put out our own music. Um, and we have an album we're putting out this year called Nesting. And I cannot wait to hear what you you guys think of this i'm very very excited this guy sounds kind of like in the vein of like songs of high like jason molina old school better connor oversee but way better than that i don't know i'm excited to see how people react to it because i know that i just think it's really really good maybe it's more on the depressing side that some people are um in love with <laughs> In love with, like me. But if you, if you like the depressing, you want to get real low and, like, you know, go into the tunnels of your mind, this is your record. So I'm very, very excited about that. And lastly, we're putting out By Sunlight, which is a band from Sacramento that moved to Seattle. And this is their, like, I think it's the 10-year anniversary or something. But it never got released, which is such a bummer. So we didn't want it to go be forgotten in the atmosphere. So we're going to put that out this year as well. Yeah, so those are good ones to share. What was the name of the label again? Chain Letter Collective. Chain Chain Letter Collective. Okay. Yeah. What's the What's the story behind that name? Um, that is a. Well, you obviously know what a chain letter yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I think it just came from that kind of an idea because back, you know, back in the day, like I said, you would never really get to know new music unless someone shared it with you or unless you just stumbled upon it or unless you're like me and just bought every new CD that came out at the Christian bookstore. (laughs) So um, we decided that would be a good name for our label because we're sharing music that you would never, ever have heard of in any other way, you know, and we're giving the artists that opportunity too. that we hope that other people will hear it that would never have heard of them or heard these songs. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So you, so you must really love streaming because if you bought every new Christian CD, no, no, no. Back in the nineties still, there was some, ooh, that's some rough stuff, man. That's some what rough do you mean stuff. They were mainly rough stuff. You would find a gym and you. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wow. There's some real bad ones in there. that I'm I still got some about. of them in my CD collection. <laughs> 
I, I kept the cool ones and gave all the other ones to my little siblings. <laughs> I was like, here you go. Here's what. What was that? Audio adrenaline. Here oh, go. God. <laughs> yes. Okay, what do you have against audio adrenaline? I mean, nothing against, but I didn't want to keep it into my adult collection. Let's just it's, put it that way. It's cheesy. <laughs> it's dated. And it's very lazy music. That's yeah. what's wrong. Audio adrenaline. <laughs> Again, Heather, I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. <laughs> I strongly disagree. You guys need to look. I don't hate that it existed. It definitely, you know, filled a void that kids needed. You know, so I'm glad I, that it existed. <laughs> I still got some Mario Adrenaline CDs in my collection. That everybody wants them. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You keep it long enough, it may come back around. You just never know. Look at DC Talk. They're coming back around. Oh yeah, you don't know. Total reunion. Oh wow! Uh, oh, I did see they had that 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 cruise thing that they were doing, but I <laughs> I should have went on that just for the fun yeah. of me anyway. But I don't want to get salmonella. You should document and do take interviews of people. It'd be very interesting. About and cat salmonella too. But anyway, but oh, Heather, right. we we thank you so much for your time. And, um, yeah, it's just so interesting to see how, you know, this little band from, um, Riverside, Monterey, wherever the heck it really, Irvine, it really was formed, you know, influenced so many people. So thank you for sharing your time with us. So many people. Yes. Time. Thank you for doing this too. It's so fun. I'm so glad I finally got to do it and participate. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a good All night. Right. All right. Y'all too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So much. And, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, my name is Samuel. And my name is Aaron. And this has been a Brothers King Media production. Bye.